I say good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, someone was harmonizing as, as Jeremy was leading. That was amazing, whoever's harmonizing. I thought a choir was behind me. I've, never, I've been here a few Sundays, but that was some awesome harmonizing. Um, well, good morning, church. And uh, I want to say, um, especially to our core team, too, uh, the setup to, you know, just I've never met a team and I've been in a few churches now that love each other so much, but also can roast the heck out of each other. You guys are so funny. And it's just, I'm, it's, I, I am reminding myself of privilege to be with our denial people. So you guys have seen like me go like from like shelter to like, you guys help me like come back out again. I don't know what that means, but it's just, it feels better than, um, the whatever I was it funk I was in uh, before, but anyways, let's get to the message today. We're going to cover. Uh, John's been covering a lot on um, the. I'll be co- uh, he was covering the surface idols, right? We we covered a lot of different uh, things that uh, people are prone to having, um, just making an idol out of. And to that today we'll be covering uh, source idols. Uh, the 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 root idols is. Uh, also known as the the four idols of comfort, approval, control, and power. And John does something very well. Obviously, he's he's um, I mean, John preaches great. And the other great thing he does is he's an example. Um, he never comes up here speaking as if he's better. He just shares from his life experiences. So some of the stuff I loved um, as we're recapping what he talked talked about was. Um, he asked all of us, right, if you were here these past few weeks, what are the crummy idols in your life, right? Idols seem great sometimes. They seem very attractive. We can fall captive to them. We can, go, we can become bondage to them, but they're really crummy. They're, they're really nothing in the end. They don't last. And so John was covering that we should be open to critique. And if we assess and diagnose and find certain idols, that we should repent, but we could also celebrate the freedom, the peace, the true comfort that we have in Christ, right? So John elaborated, you are a crappy God, right? He said, you are a, you know, we can be a crappy idol ourselves. Because some of us, and I'm not going to name who, right? That'd be too mean. But we can make an idol out of ourselves and our habits. So it's just an idea to be open-minded that we're all a work in progress. We're, we're all, for those who have put their trust and, and, and accepted Jesus, Lord. Yes, salvation is secure, but we're still right transferring from one degree of glory to another, right? We're still improving. So uh, I want to cover, I have some funny slides this morning. Um, Will, if you can go to the next slide, please. Uh, I don't know if you can see it that well. because But this is a common image. This, this was from NPR. I don't know if you guys, some old heads here, if you listen to NPR, I still listen to NPR. Um, but it's just an older man, right? looking in the mirror, and he's reflecting. He probably wishes he was that stud still, right? Right? He's, it's Jeremy in the mirror, so. He's, he's wishing he was. That's Jeremy without the beard. So he's just wishing, you know, hey, man, I remember those days, right? Um, and we're four square, right? So we're four men and women in ministry. We don't uh, discriminate. So let's go next slide so the ladies don't feel left out. So older, right? Maybe I'm not going to call her older lady, right? Plenty of, plenty of them at the gym I go to. But she's looking at herself in the mirror as well. She's like, wow, I remember when I looked like that, right? Ravishing, attractive, people would stop. She's probably seeing that. And, and these examples are to point that 
when we look in the mirror, what are we seeing? Who do we see? We wake up, right? We go to the mirror. I'm just trying to make sure I don't have a booger on my face. But we go to the mirror, and we're, 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 we're trying to see like how we look for the rest of the day, right? That's what the mirror is used for. But going deeper than that, sometimes there's things you just can't tell by our external appearances, right? So this is, again, all pointing to the openness that we are to have as we tackle these idols. There's plenty of idols in our lives. There's plenty of idols out there in Tacoma that people are vice to, that people have succumbed to, that they need freedom. They need peace. They need comfort. And, and there's a delicate way, there's a fine line of navigating through these idols in people's lives and these obstacles and, and just being straightforward but gently helping people break out of that, all pointing to Jesus. Um, I want to say this, you can know yourself really well, right? Who knows ourselves better than ourselves, right? You can know yourself very well, but you can also really, really not like what you don't want to hear about yourself. So it's it's a sense of humility that also comes with this open-mindedness. Um, Will, if you can go to uh, the next slide, please. We're going to be camping in this uh, slide for a while today. That's not just a call duty term. This is where we're going to be uh, settling in. And um, John covered the idle chart, but this is a little more of an expansion. Uh, and obviously the guy who thought of it is a genius, Tim Keller. So this was kind of shared in a lot of Presbyterian churches. But we can take a lot from this as well. So we see the four, if you can see, comfort, approval, control, power. On the left side, right, we see the source idols. Again, you can think of them as a deep-rooted, causing idols. And then you kind of see the chart where I just want you to look at gospel, really, that it counterfeits all the way to the other side. What counters comfort when people are trying to go to what makes them comfortable? They're missing out on the peace in Christ. Bless you, brother. Um, and bless everyone here. And uh, when people are battling approval, Sometimes they're missing out on the love of God, right? When people are in bondage and fighting the idol of control, you can be also missing out on God's blessings. And last but not least, people who are power, you know, they need power. They're battling it. They, they want that. You forget that God is righteous alone. But he's the one on his throne. And so let's go to the next slide, Will. Um, Let's talk about the first idol, comfort. Um, in the Greek, in Strong's Concordance, which, which is like an index of all these verses that connects all these passages in the New Testament from the King James, the word is paragoria, okay? Um, meaning exhortation or comfort. And some of the other synonyms are there if, if, you, if you're a, a word man. It can mean those things. There's a verse that talks about comfort, uh, in a good way, Colossians 4.11, of God which have been a comfort unto me. Paul was talking about fellow workers in Christ who were such a comfort and encouragement to him. Because Paul went through a lot of things, right? As he was also trying to call out idols. We, we know all the persecution he went through. But he's talking about a comfort. So comfort in itself is not a bad thing, right? Comfort can be something you receive from people, but when that's all you want, you, you just want comfort. You always want to be there. You don't want to be challenged. You don't want to be taken to the next level and find out other things that you might be struggling with. And it can be an idol in itself. 
that's all you seek. Let's let's look at the next word. I'm sorry. Let's let's look at the next slide. Um, I don't know if you can see this well. Actually, I'm I'm even thinking if we could would would it be better if I close that? Would we be would it okay? Can someone uh, just come real quick and just well not will but anyone else? Okay. So this one right here because he's on tech. Yeah, just if you can. That's that is a little better, but. Um, some of the things that we, you know, especially in American culture in the West, some of the things that make us comfortable, I put up a few slides there. 50 comfort food recipes, I saw that picture, you know. Obviously, it's, it's never like 50 most healthiest, untasteful foods. I'm always looking up, you know, what tastes the best, what is healthy, hard to find. You see, I heard that um, Joe's Italian ice. Man, I heard people here, like, their eyes are going to... I heard that is comfort food. I heard someone had it three times in a day. Um, picture of the next one, uh, someone drinking, right? You know, we can find comfort in certain things that we see people smoking, vaping, drinking. Um, video gaming. I heard that's a popular game. Valorant. I heard that's, I mean, people can spend hours in that game, you know, playing with other people that they'll never meet in life. It can bring so much comfort. I'm not looking at you guys in the face who plays that. And then there's even like TVs like that. I mean, that was the largest TV I found. I mean, that literally almost covers the whole wall of the house. If you have that TV, we're going to do online church more. Uh, denial church online. We need to go global. Some examples of comfort. Let's look at the next word, uh, approval. In the Greek, dakimas. Everyone say dakimas. You are dakimas in denial. Um, that didn't make sense. Uh, that, that means tested, approved. Um, you can see the approval stamp, right? Stamp of approval. You're, you're approved. That's exactly what it's mean. Exactly what it means. People want approval. I've never heard say, "Oh, I wish I was not accepted when I go there." Uh, I wish I was like hated when I, I've never heard that. Even people who say that are lying. They want to be accepted. They want to be known, which is why I encourage you to stay around after service instead of me. Used to run out as soon as the message is over. So um, people disapproving. No one likes that, right? Thumbs down. That's how I feel when Jeremy's not leading worship. I was just kidding. Everyone's everyone's great. Everyone's great. Let's look at the next word, uh, the idol of control. Exousia. Exousia. That's a lot of definitions for that word. That's because that word is referred to uh, in different other trans- transliterations of that word in over like 200 times in the Bible. Control. You hear that a lot. In, have you met a controlling person? Raise your hand if you've met one. Raise your hand if you think you're a little controlling, actually. Point to the person. No, don't point to the person. <laughs> That's, it's kind of important. It's, it, it, it seems like it's all about control. I control what I watch today. I control what I read. I control what school I go to. I control what group of friends I have. I control what time. Control is important in our culture. And out of all the definitions in the Bible, it would normally refer to someone with power who would be in charge of armies. You, you get the picture of someone like great up there in, in, a, in military or a government. You know? Some of the things it means, power of choice, again, that free will, that liberty to do as you want. 
Control refers to physical, mental power. Again, influence, as I talked about. Um, that last definition, the sign of regal authority, a crown. Um, if you are a believer, you also understand that the God who controls this world currently is on borrowed time, but it's the enemy. He's the God of this world, as the Bible refers to him. The Lord is in charge, no doubt, <laughs> 100%. But there is someone kind of weaving events and trying to get the church to not rise up and be weak, and that is totally Satan. Will, if you can go to the next slide, that, that picture of a puppeteer, I know you can barely see it, but controlling someone. Again, we've met controlling people. We, we don't usually like to associate or be around them. And again, that old school uh, remote, um, probably hiding in my couch somewhere deep down inside. Um, and guess what? Why I really respect John as I, you know, he's been walking with me over a year as a pastor as well. It's interesting because I was a pastor in the Southern Baptist denomination. Now I'm with you guys. And John has literally shepherded, helped me, walked alongside me. And I love that John has never said, Peter, do this. I think you should. He's never been like that. He's just walked with me and said, I want you to do what the Lord wants you to do. Isn't that the best thing that a, a, a true pastor can just say, right? And in ministry, especially coming out of like bigger denominations, I met a lot of well-known pastors and leaders, right? Um, but you got to meet some of them in like just real life, and it was like, wow, you, you're nothing like the videos I've watched. I, I've, I've met some leaders where I was like, I don't, I don't get it. I thought we were supposed to be emulating something else. And I've also been hurt by other leaders where um, they said they want the best for you, right? I think we've had people like that in our lives. I only want the best for you. But it seemed like at a certain point, it's like, whoa, your grip is a little too hard on what I want to do in my life. Like, let's go back to what the Holy Spirit is trying to voice and, right, and try to point me towards. Not what you want, Pastor. If you've been let down, I mean, I, I hate to say I'm sorry to hear that, but people can be controlling. You know, if you want to change people, it's not, it shouldn't be by our own action always. It, it should be always going back to what the Lord wants to do, how to transform to be the best you, but there's only so much we can do, right? Well, if you can go to the next slide, you talk about someone who can control well. You can barely see him, but that's Yoda. Master force controller. We're all seeking to be like him, right? Let's go to the last word, uh, power. In the Greek, is dunamis. It refers to like dynamite, explosion, power. Many definitions for that as well. Inherent power, power of performing miracles. When you saw Paul and the apostles in the New Testament, when they talked about power of God, dynamite, dynamic power, it shocked people. They were seeing miracles left and right. And they were all boasting about the Lord and saying, it's because of Jesus. Jesus set you, set you free. Jesus cast out these demons. People were, the gospel was spreading like crazy in the early church days. Especially in Ephesus, Athens, Greece, where Paul traveled. They would see this and they would fall like down fearful and be like, wow, this is, this is the one true God. If you go to the next slide, I know Will's going to amen to that. That, that's Amen. right. Amen. The word of God is our power, right? And that we find our strength. That's why we encourage everyone. It's not force, but if you want to learn more about the power of the gospel and the, 
and, and what God is still doing, it's, it's in the Word. If you go to the next slide, again, you can barely see it, but it's a medieval picture of angels and demons fighting right now. That's why they say, I don't know if you've heard, but if we could truly see the spiritual warfare going on, probably even here, out there, we, we'd go crazy. It'd be nuts. Because there literally are angels and demons fighting for souls. Obviously, demons are trying to take others, as many people with them. And, and there's angels, literally, that are ministering spirits, right? That bring comfort to people, that try to point out something in their lives. They're, they're ministering spirits. Again, the power, I mean, we can, we can try draw it out. We can try make a movie or TV about it, but I don't think we could do it justice. It's just a different realm, uh, different principalities. The power, it would be unknown. Uh, but obviously, well, next slide, the one who has the greatest power is Yoda. Okay, so let's go to the next verse. Um, something interesting in Acts 17.23. This is Paul, and by the way, the picture of that is modern-day modern day Athens, which is Greece, uh, the capital, southeast, along the coast of Greece. It's still there. So Paul would have spoken somewhere very near the marketplace. Paul was bold. Paul could go on top of someone and just start talking. And people would flock. It was that kind of society. It was a teaching culture completely. You just went up and you taught and people would listen. And he says this. It's very interesting. Because people even today worship certain religions where they don't even realize. Like they know there's unknown gods and they're still part of that religion. It's very interesting. He says, for I, as I pass along and observe the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription. To the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. He's, he's passing alongside Athens. And he sees like this statue fragment of an, literally an unknown God. It's an interesting part of like this rock chiseled out. It's still kind of available for people to see. People were like, oh, there must be a God. So at least I'm going to try, you know, give my reverence to something that I can't see or know. It's, it, people will sometimes worship even things that they don't understand. And they'll make an idol out of that. Let's look at the Ten Commandments for, example, for an example why this is very important to point out. In the Ten Commandments, uh, if you've memorized your Ten Commandments, I mean, I, I forget them on and off, but if you've memorized them, you're probably a Biblehead. Great for you. Uh, but in Exodus 20, and God spoke all these words, right? He says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery, you shall have no other gods before me, right? First commandment. Second commandment, you shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. God is jealous of our worship. Why we battle, why we resist, as John talked about, why we oppose, why we try to have breakthrough and repent if there are idols actively existing in our lives, is God is a jealous God. He is deserving of our worship, 100%, totally alone. Yet, sometimes believers can be unaware of blind spots, right? And sometimes it can kind of hurt if people point out, hey, I think you're giving a little too much time and attention to this. We can be like, oh, God set me free, so I don't know what you're talking about. But there's this openness and humility we need to have as we're walking with each other. 
I love this verse. Will, if you can go to Psalms 27.4. You guys have memorized this. You guys have heard this a lot. One thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. That is kind of uh, the life verse for many of us, that eventually as we battle and resist the idols, it will, if you can go to the idol chart slide, these idols of comfort, approval, control, power, that as much as comfort they temporarily can bring those things, true comfort is seeking the Lord. And it's that continual process of, man, sometimes we'll miss the point. Sometimes we'll even, maybe even like not help people that we want to help in the right way. But we're all trying to seek after the Lord. Another great verse, as you guys have known, who've been in church so long, Psalms 139, right? Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. It's, it's this continual acceptance and diagnosis of like, man, there's things keeping me from knowing you fully, God. Holy Spirit, point them out and work on me. I'm a work in progress and help me. You know, um, th- this wasn't uh, part of what um, the original message, but as Will just prayed outside for that guy, um, like you could see it on his face, right? Tired, the, the homeless man right there, if he's homeless, you, you could just see like he's probably into some vice, something going on. And then Will's praying for him. And as soon as Will mentions Jesus, the man gets emotional. There's people out there that are broken that like, and some of them even know Jesus is the hope. But if you've met addicts, like especially when I was in the law enforcement world before ministry, man, people like you will see the same guy arrested over and over and over again, coming to jail, the same addict, the same guy who's out of his mind, just like, hey, wake up. You know, in the morning you're waking you're kind of waiting for them to wake up from, from the high. It's like, it's a vicious cycle. It's sin. It wasn't meant to be, but it, it, it exists. And as we, especially in this area of South Tacoma, as we try to seek to be a church here, there's plenty of people that need prayer, that just need the mention of his name. Let God do the work, but let's be faithful to be bold and just straight up just, you know, point people in the right direction. That's why John has said this over and over. We don't stand up here, you know, at, at all. It's like, <laughs> we, we've made it. No. We are more and more aware of how broken, how desperately we need the Lord. But let's not also forget, Paul doesn't write to the sinners at Corinth. Paul says to the saints in Christ Jesus in Corinth. We are saints. We have this calling to battle idols. And, and, and to, again, point people in the right direction. So here's some application that we can have uh, moving forward is, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the book Counterfeit Gods. I would encourage you as you are doing your devotions to seek that book. It's like five bucks on Amazon. Counterfeit Gods by Tim Keller. If you have not read it, it is a, it, it's an amazing analysis on idols that we might be facing that we are not even aware of um, that, again, Tim Keller just points to true comfort, peace, is found in the Lord. So I'd encourage you to read about uh, certain books that tackle that. But then I, I also want to uh, pray for a breakthrough right now. Some of us coming here, hey, let's see what the preacher has to say and let's just gather and then my, that's my dues for the week. But no, man, you're <laughs> we're going back to another week that we're probably, 
there's some grip that idols might have in our lives. And I just, just personal testimony before, you know, I want to be careful how I say it, but what led me to ministry, this is why God is so graceful. Like the Lord has so much patience and his countenance, his grace is just beyond measure. I would say I probably went into ministry because I thought it was a decent job. It's funny saying that. And thank you. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I thought you got like the house and car and everything. And I just thought, it's, which is so funny because you look at John, it's complete Bible. It's just like <laughs> we're working as we try to do this. And I thought, man, if I go in ministry, oh, I could have a sense of approval, right? Because let's just be honest, a lot of people in my community are either doctors or lawyers, dentists, it's boring, it's the same three. And I just thought, well, maybe in ministry I'll have a standing, uh, right? So it's embarrassing admitting that now. That was probably like 12, 13 years ago now. And I wasn't the only one. You you would meet young, like-minded pastors like, so why are you in ministry? Oh, so I could have my own church someday. <laughs> or, uh, oh, so, you know, I could speak in front of people. Well, then you could just be a teacher, right? Much respect to teachers. I could, right? So that's just like I wanted to be approved by people in the church. It's like it, it was strange that this pastor calling was like highly coveted for some reason. And as a young guy, man, I'm going to be honest. I said a lot of bad stuff to people. And I didn't even realize looking back, but that was a form of control. But it was also at, coming from a weak, insignificant feeling of like, man, I, I just need to feel important. So I'm going to say things that are going to challenge. I'm going to be the one to say things so that, you know, if others aren't brave enough to say it, I'll say it as a young leader. And man, I just, I look back and again, it's, it's the grace of God that I could be standing here. No, not much better, not much smarter. I'm not a Bible head. I think Will knows way more verses now. Right as he's immersed himself in the Bible, but it's just it's just looking back and it's still finding whatever has not been resolved in the past. People, I tell you, friends, is probably still playing a small part in your lives today. So as we pray, um, I, I want to close with this. As we pray, it's just let's ask the Lord for breakthrough and let's uh, challenge one another to be a better version of ourselves. But also, do not forget that the grace of God—it's an ocean. We are truly flooding it. So let's pray. And uh, Lord, we just...